0: welcome 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 to a wonderful episode of the gospel according to stupid i'm johnny waters and this is my podcast where i read the bible from cover to cover and it's for reasons that are beyond us um yeah uh business in the front and party in the back uh you can go and visit us at www.johnwatersvoiceover.com forward slash podcasts and check out my shit on here uh i don't know how to put the most recent episodes on here and or i am a little bit lazy about just changing out the url or whatever it is so um you know there's that but there is the introduction episode if you're like what the fuck is this and then you can link to other places from there it's very easy you can also reach out to us at uh, according to stupid at gmail.com or on the Twitter sphere, which might make it really easy for you to yell about things, because some presidents can't anymore. Uh, on the Twitter sphere at according accord to stupid cam. All right, Today's the review episode of uh, the Second Chronicles. Okay. Uh, and I went to Schmoop.com because that sounded right. Um, and uh, we're going to see how well it goes cuz it's it's not necessarily lengthy and so should be pretty quick about the whole fucking summary of this thing. Um so here we go. When we last left our heroes, King Solomon had just taken the reins after the death of his father King David. Sounds about right. Will he turn out to be a good king? Uh, yeah. Will he build uh will he build God that house that he's been talking about for a while now? I like this sight. No worries. Solomon's actually pretty amazing king. When when he humbly asks for the wisdom to rule, God's so impressed that he gives Solomon not only wisdom, but lots and lots of money to boot. Solomon also oversees a major project, the building of the temple in Jerusalem. It's pretty lavish, with gold and bronze and angels everywhere. I should use schmoop more often. Uh, God's house is totally posh. Because of this, just about everyone all over the world, apparently, thinks Solomon is just the smartest, richest, and best king alive just the best fucking dude then Solomon dies and things go downhill fast his son Rehoboam takes over and under his rule the nation of Israel fractures into two different countries Rehoboam and the rest of David's ancestors rule in southern the southern kingdom of Judah while Jeroboam takes charge in the northern kingdom of Israel I didn't get that part because the chronicler loves him some David Man, this is just speaking my fucking language. He naturally thinks that the folks in the south are way superior. After all, they have the temple in their territory, which means God's their neighbor down the street. So the folks in the north and south are at war almost constantly. Meanwhile, each country goes through a string of not-so-great kings. Eventually, things go badly for both kingdoms when King Jehoshaphat, was it Jehoshaphat of Judah attempts to call a truce by letting his son marry King Ahab of Israel's uh, of Israel's daughter. Kind of remember this. Turns out the lady in question is an idol worshiper. Missed that part. And she loves her influence to turn the people of Judah away from God. Seriously, if there's one thing God hates, is an idol worshiper. Well, there are actually 10 things God hates, but idol worshipping is at the top of that list. There's a link. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. <laughs> I kind of want to see it. But it's not all bad. In between incompetent, murderous, Id- uh, idolatrous <laughs> monarchs, there are a few good apples. Hezekiah and Josiah are two examples of kings who turn things around. They spend their entire reigns making amends for the previous generation's idolatry and general corruption by trusting in God and following his laws. God is totally willing to help a country out as long as its people swear their unwavering loyalty and devotion to him. That's all it takes. Boy, this site is great. (laughs) In the end, the people just can't get it together. Fuck. Fuck. Northern Israel is a lost cause. So God is forced to allow the Assyrian Empire to destroy that kingdom. Fuck them. See you later. Ten lost tribes of Israel. Oh shit. Oh wait. We won't actually see you later, because they're dead. Judah doesn't fare much better. After several kings uh there after several kings there stray from God's commandments, he's had enough. He lets the Babylonian Empire invade Jerusalem, that Nebuchadnezzar fellow. Kill most of the important people and leave the rest to starve and die. Exile the royal family and other officials and burn the temple to the ground, wrath of God, etc. After 70 years of exile, which didn't go into this, and despair for the Judeans, the Spirit of God moves King Cyrus of Persia, who managed to defeat the Babylonians, wow, that happened, to allow the exiles from Judah to head home and start rebuilding the temple. This is a hugely dramatic development. We're dying to see the looks on their faces when they first set eyes on Jerusalem again, but the story ends there. Neato. So that's where we're at. This makes so much more sense, and it's really fucking short, because it was fucking five minutes, as opposed to me trying to find some stuff. Um, I'm going to use this thing, hopefully, for fucking ever. Uh, So, yeah. Okay. And it's even broken down for me. This is nice. This is really nice. I don't think it's an order or anything, but it is. It is very nice. Ugh, a lot of ads, though. I will throw it out there. It is a lot of ads on this one. So yeah, fuck. That was <laughs> that was the review, everybody. Uh, I wish it were something longer, but you know what? I'm probably gonna do uh, the first episode of Ezra here in a second. So, um, yeah enjoy. That was the review episode. We're, you have another book down. If you've been listening from the beginning, holy shit. We're making our way through, man. Especially when we're doing like two episodes a week. So, you know, bibble it away. All right. Uh, have fun, guys. You know where to go. And you've been gospel to by the stupid.